Okay, so I worked for a company, which I can't disclose what company. There was an investigation when I was working for this company. In the mid-take of this investigation for whatever company that I worked for, I can't really disclose too much. But uh, I walked to the IDS Center, which has nothing to do with anything that I signed. I walked into the center of the IDS, and a gentleman wearing full suit came down. I would assume he was an attorney that worked at the IDS Center at one of the law firms. He came up to me and stated, or he said to me, that... You won't be smiling anymore after the FBI gets done with you. That was the end quote. And then after that time, I had not only seen a whole police department in front of the building of wherever I worked at, which really doesn't have anything to do with it, you wouldn't think. Um... And then shortly after, I heard uh, there might have been a lawsuit for whatever might have partaken at that place that I worked at. They also were drugging my beverages that I left in my desk. Um, and constantly they told me I needed counseling. By the end of the duration of my job I was terminated um, not just terminated but they also wanted me to sign some disclosure uh, disclosure documents of which I never signed but I think years later I may or may not have signed them and sent them in but they expired now after that time, I went to Japan and I spent some time with my wife, uh, Mito. I don't want to give her last name because, well, it's just not appropriate for this podcast. And uh, anyway, she was uh, Japanese and I spent time with her mom and it was uh, it was pretty cool, except I wasn't making any money at that time. Um I don't recall any kind of laws where you could just suspend your uh, your your college loan or do forbearance forever. Um, now they have that with COVID, and they're actually forgiving loans. But at that time, it wasn't there, and <clears throat> um, I couldn't have a job, apparently. I don't know why that is. Um, at the time, they just wouldn't let you have a job. Um and so we did eventually get married, but then also I was told um, by Mito that I <clears throat> I couldn't work. And I couldn't work for like six months, so it had to be some kind of grace period where I could get a job. And so the bills were ringing up. I had credit card bills. Um, we had previously stayed before we went to Japan. Um, at some kind of hotel or motel it was uh, for about two weeks. Um, now, um, <clears throat> you said, you know, 
<clears throat> had ring up these bills, so I had to come back to the United States. Um, and then I went to Florida, which then I got to see my mom and stuff like that. Now, when I was uh, working for the A company and all that lawsuit and all that jazz and crap or whatever did happen, um, there was uh, kind of interesting things that happened to me. Um, I owned a house. Uh, I can say that for sure. It was in St. Paul. It actually is one two. Uh, 1027 Kent Street in St. Paul, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, and I bought the house very cheap. It was like 79000 I believe. And uh, the garage basically was falling down. It was in really poor condition. Um, I think that I had one great year. I, I don't even know how to explain the year. It was like the year of 1969 or you know the summer of 1969 by brian adams like the whole year was just phenomenal i just had the best time ever uh i went to some bachelor parties um in las vegas it was people were calling me jason Bourne. it was like an experience that, that i can't explain i even met some um hollywood um people you know but i didn't really phase me it was just a good time um also uh when i was um at that house uh i experienced um unusual critters in the attic um eventually they were making noises all over the place um it was a uh, good Good times with Mito and bad times with Mito. But, you know, relationships are kind of up and down. And uh, we had, like, a uh, campfire in the backyard and have people come over um, pretty much all year. I had huge bonfires. Uh, I had a bad neighbor. Now, I don't know if he was a bad neighbor or whatever happened. Uh, one day, all I know is he had the police coming to his place um and then everything was just sideways everything was really strange really weird um being there with him and stuff i don't know i have no idea what the whole ordeal was um this guy was an asian guy um i would say that uh he would offer me like drugs and I think I was kind of stupid and I did them and uh you know he would lace it with other shit and then it would really fuck me up and I would start doing really stupid things and my girlfriend at the time would be kind of like upset with me and she talked to me and I decided that you know I had to quit it because I really loved her and I'd rather be with her than you know on some stupid thing and hanging out with the neighbor and him giving me drugs that well were really fucking up my life so um also i went to um uh event um i'll just say cabin and leave it at that but um you know i was hanging out with my friend eric and he found 
some girl and he did something with that girl um and he had a good experience but my experience was a weed brownie that I almost died from so I was told it was weed I was it was strictly weed that's it just strong weed uh but it was not weed at all <laughs> it was weed and other things and it just it was like an overdose of almost dying i slept for like two days i slept the whole event actually woke up almost from a coma and was like i will never do any kind of weed or drugs again because of that one experience and so therefore at that time I decided really just to never touch anything ever again. That was like one of the worst experiences I ever had. And I thought I was going to die from it. Really, it was like not even cool. It was just like someone tried to fuck me over basically. And I don't know who they were or why or what reason, but they wanted to fucking kill me. But moving forward from that... I vowed to never do it again. And this is when I lived at the um, Kent Street house. Um, also, the most unusual thing, when I lived there, um, there was damage to my Jeep. Um, there was damage to the radio and the garage. I used to play the radio really loud, so I must have pissed off a neighbor and they decided to destroy it. Um... Someone destroyed the radio in my car. They destroyed the car so the exhaust would leak into the interior of the car. I called the police. The police officer said, do you know anybody that would want to kill you? This is a true fact. And I was like, I have no idea. I don't know anybody that would want to kill me. So, but why someone would do that to my car? I have no idea. That's kind of crazy. And then eventually, like I said, we just left the house moving to Japan. What also did occur at that house is that same neighbor that lived next to me. And there's only two houses and it was an Asian neighbor. Had a big party. Um, they had a party in the street on Kent Street. And so they were lighting fireworks these mortars, big mortars, off. But they decided to light them, well, directly right over my house. But what was so amusing about these mortars is they also had children playing really close to the mortars. And so I was, like, upset with that. I should have called the police, but I didn't. That was kind of bad judgment on my part. Uh, these are things that I remember about living there anyways. But anyways, yeah, like I said, we eventually moved and I moved to Japan. From Japan, I moved to with my mom. <clears throat> um, and I was there for quite a bit of time. Um, we were... Uh, you know, it was a good time for a while, um, but then 
shortly after my mom ended up getting cancer. Uh, this is pancreas cancer, by the way. Um, one of the uh, most difficult cancers possible. And so she had this cancer and uh, I basically stayed because Mita was like, hey, can you just come back, you know? And I'm like, well, my mom has cancer, you know, like, like, I, I don't know. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Just leave her and she's sick? I, I don't know. And maybe I should have because really they kind of, the family shut me out from really taking care of my mom. Like I was vaguely there to take care of her. And so I didn't quite understand that concept. It was like um, I wasn't really part of the family to the, to the point of like trying to take care of my mom. I mean, I was there to help, there to take care of her. But every time it was like the door was shut and it wasn't part of my business or maybe I was being shielded. I don't know. But <clears throat> it was just um, whatever it was, I guess. And then eventually... My mom had passed away, but um, I did get a point of, so I guess when you have pancreas cancer, it's possible to, um, it's not like committing suicide. That's not what they take of it. They take it of as like, they're going to pull her off um, uh, support, health support or whatever they call that. I can't even remember what's called. Um pull her off the machines, <clears throat> excuse me, so she can just basically pass away. And so I was able to get my goodbyes <clears throat> from her. Wow, my throat is bothering me, which is really irritating. I have like a frog in my throat, basically. And so like, she passed away. And it was good. You know, I, I got my feelings of um, goodbye, mom. And uh, by the end of it all, my <laughs> great family, well, came together, I guess. And um, everything was verbal. Um, you get this, you get that, um, you get this. Yeah, for the most part, I know I got completely screwed out of that, too. Uh, I wanted the sewing machine. I didn't get the sewing machine. There was wedding rings. Uh, rings, I guess, partake. You know, furniture. Um, lots of um, stuff they had in the house. Um, I believe my stuff was in the house. I lost a lot of stuff, too. I don't even know where it went. Um, crazy shit. Like, really... I guess not of not too much of my stuff was at value. There was other things that were at value that disappeared that were considered mine, but I didn't say anything about it. Um and there's other things that uh I found out later and that this will be continued as a part 2 of my life. <clears throat> 